and welcome to season two, episode 25 of the Big at the Back podcast. We're back once again in the middle of a turbulent game week that isn't going to get any easier by the looks of it. Mr. Higgins, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Spending the day with our one true love, fantasy football. Um, It's it's lovely and sunny as well. Just went out and walked the dog and was rather warm. So things could things could be worse. Uh, It's no one to speak about your wife. Yeah, true. I really shouldn't have her on a lead in public either. But hey ho, (laughs) (laughs) people think it's some sort of kink we've got going on. So it's normally her holding the lead with you and strapped around you. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's that's, before we mix it up. Is this a special day? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. But yeah, no, it's it's I'm all right. Uh, It's not been the best FPL weekend. What about you? How are you? Yeah, same. It's it's. You know, sun is shining. I can't complain. FPL sucks, as it always does. Um, all of our players seem to be doing quite badly. And we've both got very standard teams. Um, it does actually mean we can nicely start on our theme for the week. Because our theme for the week is the template dead. Should we go wild? So this week, what we're going to do is look at all of the quote-unquote template figures pictures picks and actually see whether they're worth owning at the moment and we're going to critically analyze and steal them on both sides to see if there's any players we can really drop and take risks on before we do though talk us through your week on fpl what's your score where are you what's happening with it so far not so good would be the overall verdict so currently sat on 43 points, one above the average, but that doesn't take into account the four-point hit I took, which was a, a disaster so far. Uh, so the 11 at the moment is Kepper in goal with two points, Trippier with two, Lewis with none, who was one of my transfers in. And all I can say is thank God for Luke Shaw. Currently sat there on 12 points, easily my highest scorer of the week. Uh, a midfield of Martinelli, De Bruyne and Erdegaard, who all got nothing apart from Martinelli, banked his one point for the clean sheet before he came off. So cheers, Mikel. And then uh, Rashford on eight, because that man just can't stop returning at the moment. And then a front three of Nketiah, Kane and Haaland as captain. Uh, so he's on eight from his double up from his four, thanks to his assist. Oh, why is he not taking that penalty? Anyway, we'll talk about that. So the bench at the moment is Ward, Andreas, Mitchell and Cresswell. So none of them will come on uh, unless Lewis doesn't play, in which case I'll get one point for Tyrek Mitchell. So yeah, underwhelming to say the least when you've got a big double. How are you How are you getting on so far? Not much better. So I'm on 39, minus four, so 35. So below average, red arrows. Um, still got six players left to play. So it's not over by any means. But Shaw as my first sub has absolutely done me. I was really to and throwing on whether I play Trippier or Shaw. And I just thought after the Leeds midweek game, Leeds would probably score again against United being at home. Wasn't to be. So I'm I took a minus four to get Lewis in for Azpilicueta. I hope Lewis doesn't play in the next game just so that Shaw can come off my bench. Because if Shaw comes off my bench, that changes my game week. That makes... That's 12 points extra, and that really does do a lot for me. Um, 
Saka and Rashford and Darwin being the only other people on my team to return. Uh, Darwin Nunez getting three points from the assist yesterday with an absolutely awesome assist. But it felt like he didn't come close to scoring himself. So I'm really turning and throwing on that. Again, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, I'll, I'll just say, I think it's really harsh that Darwin got the assist when Pickford definitely should have got it. Just going for a walk in the middle of the game. No, I'm going to go over here now. So I'm going to try and steal Man Pickford's case for you in this case. Um, so he was had two Liverpool players in front of him. If you look at that ball coming across, it's more likely to end up at Gakpo's feet than it is on Salah's feet. So I think Pickford has gone for the statistical probability and going for Gakpo. What he has seemingly forgotten is that Mo Salah is a selfish bastard. And he's also very quick. He's also very quick and therefore put the ball into the uh, back of the open net. Logically, what Pickford did was wrong, but in the scenario he put himself in, it was probably the right choice with the wrong outcome. Um, it's now, just a gamble. It's just, yeah. right, you got, he, he, he had a 50-50 chance. It's going to end up at one of them. He just went for the wrong one. So, yeah, he's, I understand why he's done it, but it also just looks very funny. Yeah, I mean, Everton, after playing so well as Arsenal, they really weren't at home. And as much as I'd like to say, oh, it's Liverpool, we're great, Liverpool are back. I don't think it is. I think Everton were just terrible. Um, so... More on that a little bit later on. Let's start and kick off with the theme, though. So is the FPL template dead? Now, you and I were doing a little bit of looking, and both of our teams are relatively template, and we seem to be getting a lot of ones and twos at the moment. So I want to look at the template picks for the season and see who's good to keep, who's maybe a bit of a question mark, and who we can be looking to move on. So... In goal, I was quite surprised seeing this because we both have had quite a lot of success with Kepa. But actually, Nick Pope is the template pick with Wards as a backup at the moment. If you've got Nick Pope at the moment, I think with the fixtures coming up and with the blank and 25 and probably 28 as well, you're, Nick Pope's not worth having at the moment, is he? Yeah, it's a tricky one. So they actually won't blank in 28. They, it's them and Forrest, they're both out of the cup. So uh, you've only got to navigate the blank in 25. And look at, they've got, so the two next fixtures they actually play are quite tough in Liverpool and Man City, and then a blank between those two. But then once you look past that, their fixtures turn a little bit as well. So if you've got a, a Pope and another goalkeeper that is playing throughout this run, then I'd say it's worth holding on to him because at the other side of it, you're probably going to reap those rewards. And Yes, they have conceded a couple lately, but they've still got a fantastic defensive record this season. So, for me, as long as you've got a backup keeper that's playing, I would be holding him. Um, but yeah, like we say, neither of us have got to worry about this one. What, about, what would you think? I think he's an obvious sell. I disagree with you. Um, on the basis of Kepper is playing better, uh, he's getting apart from this week. Okay, fair enough. He against West Ham, he conceded, and again, the Chelsea were much better. But Kepa's cheaper, and he's been getting double-digit haul since the restart. He's a top-scoring goalkeeper. I think he's a no-brainer at the moment. He's a lock in that position for me. I think it's yeah, it's a tough one. I think unless you absolutely need to, the only time I would really change my goalkeeper is when I'm wildcarding, because it feels like there's 
more points to be gained elsewhere. So that's why I would hold for now. Um, but I, I would understand if you wanted to make that switch. If if you had no fires you needed to put out in your team, then that seems a, lo- a logical switch to go for, especially as Chelsea um, will play in both 25 and 28 as well. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking at the moment. Um, the goalkeeper, I think Danny Ward is the obvious choice for backup goalkeeper for everyone, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that at that price, especially with the... He was the pick at the start of the season, wasn't he? Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. Have, I would say Leicester have turned their form around, but, I mean, they're <laughs> just so up and down and it was a terrible Spurs performance at the weekend. So I, I wouldn't read too much into that. Their fixtures as well are terrible. They've got uh, Man U, then Arsenal, then Southampton. Okay, fair enough. But then after that, they've got Chelsea, then a blank, and then... The, one of the doubles in 29 is Palace away. So I, I'm not super excited by Leicester right now, um, unless you're looking up front. So we'll get to that in a bit as well, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> one other name I want to throw out there that I think has been really... Brentford are a team that I just don't go near an FPL, and I'm not quite sure why myself. Last season, I didn't really go near them. This season, I haven't really gone near them. But they're a really good team, and I should have done. Um, Raya in goal has been terrific for them. I think if you're looking at following 25 and assuming if you're going to free hit in 28, which a lot of people will do, I think Raya is a great option. And I'll probably wildcard after 28. So I will seriously be looking at bringing in Raya because, yes, they've got Newcastle and 30, but then it's like Wolves and Aston Villa and Chelsea, none of whom are free scoring at the moment. So I think I'll probably be looking at David Raya from 30 onwards. He's not a bad shout at all. I'm just looking at their stats now. So obviously they're unbeaten in 10 now, which is an incredible run of form. Um, and they've kept sort of four clean sheets in their last 10 that they're unbeaten. So that's that's a decent enough return at someone in that price point. Um, I don't know what he's like in terms of bonus points and saves and things like that. Um, but yeah, Brentford, you could definitely do worse than looking at Brentford at the moment. Um, obviously, the, like if you're going to go defensively, a lot of people have gone for Ben Mee uh, because he seems to be a bit of a, a bonus point merchant as well. And it's would you want to double up? But like, for me, Raya is a great shout. Like you say, the fixtures are fairly decent coming up as well. It is just a shame that, that they blank in 25 because that would have been a nice one to have. There is a chance that Brentford don't blank in 28. If Leicester lose at home to Blackburn in the FA Cup, then Brentford will have Fulham in 26, Everton and Southampton in a really good-looking double in 27, and then Leicester in 28. So I can really see myself owning a lot of... If Brentford aren't aren't, um, blanking in 28, there's a very good chance I triple up on them after the blank in 25. Yeah, and the good news is by the time you're really looking at getting them in, you're going to know if that blank in 28 is definitely happening because the FA Cup next round would have taken place. So we can sort of put that in the back pocket and then come back to it a little bit later down the line. Absolutely. Um, Moving on, the template picks in defence are Trippier, Shaw, and White is there at the moment. We can probably just say an Arsenal defender. now, Trippier, two games in a row, he's got twos, which for him is absolutely shocking, but they're still the best defence in the league. I, if I'm really looking to steal Mane case for getting Trippier out, because I don't agree, but if I'm really looking to steal Mane, fixtures aren't great, 
Uh, they've got the blank in 25. And in this short period, you can target teams that are doubling versus Trippier, who doesn't look like he'll double until at least game week 29. I think there is a real option, if you're happy losing the money you've got invested in Trippier, to actually switch out to a more exciting defender, say a Reese James to, or a Trent Alexander-Arnold if you wanted to be absolutely wild. Uh, so I think there is opportunity to do that over the next four or five game weeks. Now, I, I'm not going to do it. I wouldn't argue for it, but that's my still man against that. What's your What's your perspective? He's definitely staying. Like, you'd, I think you'd have to be a little bit insane if you wanted to get rid of him at this point. Odds are you've had him in for a long time of the season, so you're going to be losing out on money. But obviously, you will technically gain money on the transfer. But if you then wanted to get him back in down the line, it's going to cost you a lot more than you've just sold him for. So, plus, I know, yeah, like I was similar said to Pope, like the next three are a little bit tough, two tough games and a blank. But then the fixtures turn after that. They play in 28, which is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not looking at free hitting in 28, which I think neither of us are, and then uh, they're probably going to double in 29. So I know 29 is looks like it's going to be a fairly big double, but. Newcastle players in that double will be well worth it, I think. I know one of the games, the, the confirmed game for that week is Man United, so that won't be an easy game either. But I just think, yeah, you've got to be crazy if you want to get rid of him now. Um, I think the other ones are interesting. Uh, Luke Shaw, uh, I think because of the blank in 25, I, I think a lot of people are going to really struggle to hold Shaw because he's got so much. There's a lot of money invested in him from a defensive standpoint. And when you've got the option of moving to... Again, a more exciting player uh, because you can get Luke Shaw back in relatively easily when you need to. So I I can see a world where lots of people start selling Luke Shaw ahead of 25. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if people start looking that way as well. He's one that you could probably get out and back in fairly easily. Like you say, the fixtures, like they're... They're all right, but they're not fantastic. And like I said, that blank in 28 as well. So two blanks in the next few game weeks is really going to hurt him and his ownership. And then they'll probably be back with a double in 29 as well. So it's he's one that I'll probably... So as I'm looking to navigate this double blank coming up, he's probably one that I will look to hold on to if I can, um, just because I can then get... If I'm not wildcarding in 29, he's an easy one to keep in. But it's longer. if we're looking longer term... They're probably blanking um, 32 as well by the looks of it. So I, I wouldn't be keen on having any United players except Marcus Rashford after I, I'm happy to sell all my United players in the next few weeks and just keep hold of Rashford. I think Luke Shaw is one that you can look at moving on from my perspective. He's, he's, he's sort of like a 50-50 case. I wouldn't blame anyone for doing either. The only reason I'd be looking to hold on to him through that period is... After that blank in 28, it's a probable double. And then Everton and Nottingham Forest as those two before that potential blank. So like, they're two good fixtures for United. Yeah. Um, the other one is, I mean, we've got Ben White down, but really any Arsenal defender. But I, I don't think you can really drop an Arsenal defender if you've got one at the moment. Because if you look at Arsenal and look on Ben Cretlin's spreadsheet, they're top of the fixture ticker. So they've got the double this week, then they've got Aston Villa, then they've got a double in 25. Um, They've only got a single in 29, but that's Leeds at home. Uh, So I think with Arsenal, you're holding at the moment. You're not selling them. They play in 28 as well. 
And if you've got an Arsenal defender, you've made your, it feels like you've made your bed. You almost have to lie in it with how it's looking at the moment. Um, yeah, you I, can't you can't sell. Like the only thing you can do with Arsenal assets at the moment is shift them around if you want to. Like for myself, in, as an example, Martinelli's still in there. I'd want to get that to Saka, but you're not going to be going with any less than three Arsenal players throughout this run with, like you say, a double in 25, some good fixtures around that, and they play in 28. They don't double in 29, but like you say, it's a good fixture. And then after that, it's Liverpool. So that'll be another easy clean sheet for them. Liverpool, then West Ham. Like, could you get yeah, two, two easy ones? ones. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, I think we're so far. Then of the template picks, goalkeeper Kobe, I'm up for getting rid of. Defence, sure, I'm up for getting rid of. So we're two in, two out. Uh, let's look at the midfield picks because the template midfield at the moment is Rashford. It's at least one Arsenal midfield, so Odegaard or Saka, probably two. And then it's actually KDB, um, which... Shall we talk about KDB? Because he's been... Let's talk about KDB. He's been terrible since game 14, I think, in FPL. And watching the game, he looks magnificent. I don't understand how he's not scoring FPL points. It's just absolutely ridiculous how poor he's been. He just looks like a man that's completely lost interest. After all these years of winning everything, he's just given up. Um, so I think KDB is one I would be happy advocating to sell after maybe game week 25, because the next two are Nottingham Forest and you and Bournemouth. You can't sell him before Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth, can you? No, I know. I mean, I know they're both away, but still, like, come on. He, it's weird because I was watching the game. Um, when was it? Sunday afternoon, and for me, like, he passed the eye test. He, I feel like he had a very good game. Uh, it just felt like he was the one playing a ball that resulted in an assist or something like that, rather than being his usual assisting self. And I don't know. It feels like City are very hesitant to play quickly through the lines and get the ball into KDB's feet. It feels like an obvious thing. Get it to KDB. Get Haaland running in behind because he's quick, he's strong, he's powerful. And that should be just an easy link-up for them too because you've got the best passer in the world probably and the best finisher in the world. But it just doesn't seem to be happening for them at the moment. The interesting thing is we're hitting Champions League time as well. Champions League starts again tonight as we're recording this. So City will have that to navigate plus all the other fixtures they've got coming up. So... He's like a pep roulette. We've seen it in full force. Like this weekend, they started three different defenders out of their back four from the previous game. So, yeah, you can't drop him for these next two. But maybe after that, obviously, they don't double in 27. So a lot of people are thinking about going KDV to Salah. Um, Watch this space on Salah, I think. Yes, he scored last night, but there's a long way to go there. And obviously, they blank in 28. So... I think he's hold for the next two, but then you can sell him if you want to, and that's probably what I'll be doing. Yeah, I think I will as well because I'm maybe I'll sell him before. I won't sell him for Salah though. That I don't. I've already got Darwin. I don't want to end Salah as well. That just feels like too heavy an investment. If Liverpool end up playing in um, 28, and maybe I will, but it's only really a 40% chance. I mean, Fulham would have to lose at home to Leeds in the FA Cup for Liverpool to play in 28. So I, I'm not overly keen on that as an idea um the other template picks in midfield are 
the Arsenal midfielder. I think we've touched on this. Two Arsenal midfielders at the moment feels templates. Odegaard and Saka and Martinelli. If you've got Martinelli, I I made the case last week for moving him on and I'd advocate for it. He's not going to get the full 90 minutes. Trossard came on after 60 minutes and scores in Martinelli's place. And that's a sign of things to come. So I think Martinelli's a sell. I think Odegaard and Saka are must-haves at the moment from my perspective. Couldn't agree more. I think that's the thing for me at the moment. I need to get Martinelli to Saka at some point uh, during this run before it's too late. So I'm hoping I can make that happen this week. It's, yeah, like we, we said with the defender, they play all the way through this period, including a good double. And if you look at their fixtures, they're like greens all the way. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Marcus Rashford, we're selling, right? Uh, yeah, he's rubbish. He's terrible. Awesome. So on the template team so far, we have three players that we think would sell, which is the goalkeeper, Shaw and KDB. Let's look up top because we're selling Haaland, right? <laughs> I mean, he's rubbish, isn't he? He only, only got an assist. It's it's going to be difficult to tell because obviously he came off at half time on Sunday. Um, mm. We'll see what happens with that. But I mean, you, can can you ever want to sell Haaland unless he's out for a prolonged period of time? You're never getting rid of him, are you? Let's be honest. No, he's one hundred percent staying in my team uh, for the whole season. Um, the other template pick up top is very interesting. Is Harry Kane? Um, yep. Now I've got him. Well, with Benton Sankur's industry, in, industry uh, injury, um, with Benton Kur being injured out for six months, so the rest of the season, I think Spurs are really, really going to struggle. He was the one that kept them ticking. He was the one that made Hoiberg look like a competent footballer. And trust me, that's difficult to do. So <laughs> who's playing there now? Hoiberg and Skip? Like That's not a midfield that's going to feed the forwards. And with Son being terrible this year as well. I just think Spurs are a complete avoid. Pedro Porro looked terrible uh, against Leicester. Um, Emerson Royer had the best game of his life versus City and was benched. Uh, I think anyone from Spurs is a hard, hard avoid at the moment from my perspective. So I just wouldn't want to be going near them. See, I'm at the moment, I'm holding him for at least the next few weeks. Um, West Ham. West Ham. That next, he's got a fantastic record against West Ham. Uh, but then again, he had a fantastic record against Leicester. And then look what happened this weekend. Um, and then, like, you look at their next few after that. Chelsea, slightly tougher, but still not exactly fantastic, are they? Then Wolves and Nottingham Forest before their probable blank in 28. So he stays for me at least through up until week, game week 27. And then if I need him to go for that blank in 28, then, then yes, I will get rid of him. Um, and then even you look after that, um, their fixtures potential. There's a potential double in 29, but it's not a very likely one. Um, and then I just feel like I want to hold him for most. He's just Mr. Consistent. He's picking up goals. Like he's still the second top scorer in the league this season in a team that has been underwhelming. That's true, but I feel like without Benton there, I think they play a lot more in the back foot. Harry Kane spent more time in his own penalty box than he did the oppositions, and that's over the last two or three games. I think. Because of the way he plays, he's not playing on the last defender. And therefore, he's not getting as many chances as he was earlier in the season. For me, I certainly wouldn't be pulling up trees to bring him in. And honestly, 26 and 27, they're playing Wolves away. Wolves who have looked better in the past few weeks. And Nottingham Forest at home. Okay, he'll probably get a couple there. But then 
it's a blank. It's a possible double in 29 of Everton and Southampton. So you'd probably get him for that. But again, I, I, I wouldn't be pulling up trees to bring him in. And if I had him, I would seriously be considering selling. Yeah, I think he's really on the on the brink for if you've got him. Um, mm. But yeah, if you haven't got him, I would like you. I'd probably say it's not worth going to him at this point uh, because let's be honest, if if you want to get him in and you haven't already got him, it's not as though you're going to have the funds there to drop it, and you haven't got another striker that can go straight to him unless you're going to drop Haaland. So you're going to have to downgrade a midfielder. I mean, downgrade KDB uh, and Darwin after twenty five. That's a potential. Yeah, um, I know he's What's not. He I know he, I know he's not template, but I want to discuss Eddie and Ketia as well. Like yeah, agreed. after his big return um two weeks ago now, it's been two two since then. I know like Jesus still looks a little way off coming back, but what what would you be doing with him right now? I think I I think it was a mistake if you brought him in. Um, personally, because it looks like Jesus is probably going to be back for that second game of 25. But I think with the next games after this game week being Aston Villa, Leicester, Everton, Bournemouth, you can't be selling him for those games. It depends on Gabriel Jesus. As long as Jesus is injured and Ketty is an okay option. If Jesus is back by 26, then actually I would probably move, want to move Jesus in. Um, but I think if you've got Nketiah, you have to hold for the next few. But as soon as Jesus looks like he's coming back, get rid of him. Nketiah as well, despite doing quite well initially, hasn't really had many shots at all in the past few games. Now, is that a sign of Arsenal um, having a little wobble? Possibly. But I think he hasn't been great for them and they sorely miss Gabriel Jesus at the moment. Yeah, Jesus just offers a different a different element of his game, doesn't he, in terms of coming deep and allowing the wide players to run on, which is why sort of Martinelli did a lot better when Jesus was playing more consistently. So, but yeah, like like you say, I have got him in at the moment. I can't be dropping him at this point. As soon as Jesus comes back, he's an instant move on for me. But yeah, don't be pulling up trees to get him in. He's my third. I've got two midfielders and, and him. So I don't have the Arsenal defender in my team, which... I don't know. You could question it, I guess, but I feel like you're going to get more out of them offensively than defensively at the moment. So, yeah, they've uh, been keeping clean sheets for a little while, though. Ben White's not really given me anything recently. Um, the loss to Everton, okay, it was just bad timing to play them. The draw with Brentford, okay, it was a terrible ref decision for the Brentford goal, but really, Arsenal deserved to lose that game. Um, Brentford were a much better team, so. I'm not certain that Arsenal defenders are a great idea either. Um, so I think Nketiah is fine to hold. I don't think he's good to buy. Arsenal have kept two clean sheets in the last seven league games. So mm-hmm. that's exactly. why I think you... And their fixtures, like, you, but like now you think if they're going to start keeping clean sheets, now's the time they're going to do it. But at the same time, if you've got three of their attacking players, are they going to outscore the player you'd have to move out to get a defender in? Yeah, and it's who knows at this point, isn't it? Anything to be said? Or are there teams we're missing out on? Or are there teams and players we should be targeting over the next few weeks? Because if we look at the fixture schedule, the teams that play in 25 and 28, Everton, 
despite looking terrible yesterday, have a double in 25, and they're definitely playing 28, but it's against Chelsea. Um, Chelsea will definitely be playing in 28 against Everton. Uh, Newcastle, as you mentioned, will be playing Nottingham Forest in 28. Aston Villa, Bournemouth. So I think there's scope for Roddy Watkins, potentially, for 28. Um, Chelsea, uh, I... A team I really think may be underutilised or not spoken about are Crystal Palace because they've, they double in 27. Admittedly, it's Man City at home and Brighton away. So really a tough double. And then they've got Arsenal in 28. So now I've started talking. I'm changing my mind and we should not be looking at it. Talked yourself out of that one pretty quickly, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> and I think the other thing with Palace is as well, like... They're an all right team, but there's no one you look at in that squad that goes, they're an obvious FPL pick. Will Zaha. No, don't even <laughs> fucking say his name. I'm going to have to bleep that out when I edit this. Neil Malpe. <laughs> oh I did see the stat when he came on last night um, against your guys, and it's like scored one goal in his last 24 appearances for Brighton and Everton. I was like, yep, and that was against West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great goal against West Ham as well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I completely agree. I also, I'd like to invest in Palace, but I just can't see them keeping any clean sheets until like Southampton in 31. Um, so they're, they're a bit of an avoid. A word, a word of credit, because credit must be given to Nathan Jones, because in a season with both Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard, he goes down as the worst managerial appointment. And that is some feat. It was, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know. This is going to be like one of those things you look back on in years to come and go, do you remember when Nathan Jones managed Southampton for like 14 games? And was rubbish, and everyone will be like, "Oh God, yeah, that was a weird time to be alive, wasn't it?" He was awful, and like now it looks like Jesse Marsh is going to come in and replace him, which feels just like a lazy appointment. So, yeah. I mean, Southampton are in big, big trouble now. It reminds me a bit of when. Do you remember Swansea got Bob Bradley? Bradley, as I like to call him, <laughs> the guy that didn't actually know the difference between football and American football. <laughs> so it, it he, he, he was basically Ted Lasso before Ted Lasso, <laughs> except worse. Um, so yeah. it was basically that, and it, it, it reminds me a lot of that appointment. Um, the guy just didn't understand football at this level, and he really got found out for it. I mean. It was it is interesting, I guess. I mean, did you hear the story about him with table tennis uh, when he was Luton manager? No. He said uh, the 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 report was that he was um, annoyed that he thought the team was spending too much time playing table tennis, um, and it was like de detracting from their game. So he took the table tennis table out of the break room onto the training pitch and set it on fire. <laughs> the man's a lunatic. He's so Trumpian as well. Like he's, uh, I, I don't think he's done terribly at Luton, but yeah, he not kind of Premier League material. One one thing I did want to talk to you about um, a team we haven't really spoken about much here is Brighton. So, so next point, Brighton and Brentford, I think are worth yeah. really digging into. So they've got they both obviously blank in twenty five. So we're not. I'm not bringing anyone in before then. 
and they're both very likely to blank in 28. So, but in between those two, they both have a double in 27 and a good fixture in 26. So Brentford in 26 have Fulham at home and then a double of Everton away and Southampton away. Brighton have West Ham at home and a double of Leeds away and Crystal Palace at home. Is there scope to get anyone in from either of those teams? Yes. All of my transfers will be in 25 focused around Brighton and Brentford. Um, I'm going to 100% have used 26 and I don't know who I'll move out yet, but that's going to be time I'm going to bring in Matoma and I'm going to bring in Ivan Tony. Um, Brentford Leicester could go ahead in 28, by the way, so I'm, I'm still hopeful of that. But I'm 100% going to have Matoma and Tony in for 26. Then 27, I'm probably going to have two more Brighton and Brentford players and then just take about a minus eight to get out 11 and 28. Or I'll just have 28 with less players because I think those fixtures are... Really, really tasty for two informed teams. Um, Stupignon is an, a, another one I really want in, especially for 27. Um, double game weeks, good teams in great form. Both will have had a rest in 25 because neither of them play in the Carabao Cup final. What more could you ask for? Ivan Tony and Matoma are coming straight into my team. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm thinking similar. Like Matoma, we, we keep saying about him, he looks, he looks a great pick. Uh, mm. It's just the fixtures haven't really fallen, but the announcement of that double really, really swings the the cause in his favour. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking about that. One other person, sort of that uh, we haven't spoken about, and I think really impressed me watching him on Saturday was Jao Felix. And Chelsea play in 25, and they play more importantly, they play in 28, and the fixture in 28 is Everton. Uh, obviously, he scored a goal. Um, but just from watching him in general, his, his general play was very good. Um, he had another goal disallowed because he was just offside. He can pick a pass. Like He's someone I am seriously considering in this running. He was very, very good against West Ham for at least the first 30 minutes. Um, I guess I really struggled to justify him at 7.5 million. But as we're both planning on dead-ending and wild-carding, I don't see why we can't have a bit of fun and get him in. Uh, is he a better option than Kai Havertz? And I, before you answer that, seriously consider it, because I know we're, we're both part of the Kai Havertz hate club. But do we think João Felix is going to score more goals over this run of fixtures than Kai Havertz? You mean more I, than zero? <laughs> Again, like rational hat on here. And I want you to answer this as a logical person, because I think Kai Havertz also, I think he can probably consider himself really unlucky to not have gotten the score sheet versus West Ham. Uh, I think Chelsea also definitely 100% should have had a penalty against you guys. Uh, one of many terrible VAR decisions this weekend. But we won't what a weekend it was for VAR. <laughs> what a weekend it was. Uh, the sending off of the Wolves player was a like the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, we're not even going to talk about the Arsenal goal. Um, Beer all day. Um, but I, I think Kai Havertz is just as good as an option. I can't tell if you're being serious. I'm just trying to trigger yeah. me. I, I am being serious. I think no. Kai Havertz is a dreadful footballer. Jao Felix is a good footballer. So there's that's all you need to know. Okay. Are there any other Chelsea answers? So I think that. 
they've got that really good centre-back, and I, I can't pronounce his name, I will mispronounce it, but the new centre-back reminds me a lot of uh, the way Rudiger used to play, and I think he's getting chances, I think he's going to actually score a couple of goals soon, I would probably prefer him over Reese James at the moment, if, I'm, if Chelsea are playing a back four. I just, I just can't bring myself to get excited about any Chelsea defensive players, I mean, no. like, the only one you'd really consider is Reese James, but right. I mean Chilwell um, potentially when he comes back and plays a little bit more because Kukurea looks like completely out of his depth at the moment. Mm. Um, but then again, having said that, before this weekend they had kept three clean sheets in a row. So, mm. like I guess if I was going to get one, I'd go for a fullback though. But and it probably would be Chilwell as and when he gets fit and firing because he's he's been on the bench. He's come on in the last two games. So if he gets more minutes, that's where I'd be looking to get a Chelsea asset in, in the defence. Uh, and I'll be looking at Felix and we've obviously both got Kepa. So. I think I disagree with you on the fullback. I think their new centre-back is more likely to play and not get injured. I think if as soon as you bring restraints and he's going to get injured. Um, and then that left back spot, as bad as Kukure has been, is rotatable. I also think their new centre back, uh, his name starts with B, I can't pronounce it. Um, Badashay. Uh, I think it is. But yeah, he looks really, really good. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Rudiger. So I, I think that's going to be a really good option in FPL moving forward. He also has been in on the bonus points as well when they've got clean sheets because his pass completion is so high. Uh, he and Kepa just seem to knock it to each other. So I think there's. I think that's a really good option for the run-in. Uh, I think that's a much more, a much better option than say going for a Ben Me. Yeah, I probably agree with you. Um, it'd be interesting to see because they played this week against Southampton. Um, mm. But will Southampton get that new manager bounce with Jesse Marsh coming in? <laughs> no, because it's Jesse Marsh. Get get, <laughs> Shay, get Che Adams in your team. Go on, I dare you. Yank James Lampard. Ward-Prowse is going to score a hat-trick of free kicks. Oh, God. Yank Lampard all the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't understand who they're going to possibly get that's going to keep them up. Southampton and Denenberry. Um, even if, if we look at Southampton's fixtures, actually, because that tells us what teams we should be targeting. So, assuming we're wildcarding in 29, Southampton have West Ham and Tottenham then. Uh, Tottenham with a potential double game week of Everton and Southampton, that's when I'll probably be looking at buying Harry Kane. So what you're saying is in game week 29, when Southampton play West Ham, you're going to be tripping up on West Ham players in your wildcard. Emerson, I think, is a really good option. Four million, starting attacking fullback, who's just got an attacking return. Is he nailed, though? Is he nailed over Creswell? I think at the moment, yeah. Um, I would say we're playing that back five. Um, I think if Cresswell does come in at any point, he'll be in as the left-sided centre-back and still have Emerson as wing-back. Um, so I think, yeah. And we, I think West Ham have now turned a corner. Uh, we have improved. We're unbeaten in four in all competitions. And other than Spurs this weekend, our fixtures are looking a lot better. Um, it's City in 28, but obviously that is probably going to be a blank. Um, around that, it's Forest at home, Brighton away. We won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> Villa at home, Southampton at home, and Fulham away. So this is this is also an important run for us this season. Um, if we're going to move away from that relegation zone, this is where we really have to. So I wouldn't be against an Emerson at four million. Um, 
I wouldn't even be against a Jared Bowen if he because he looks a lot better again. Um, he hasn't picked up the returns that he was last season, but I can see him starting to turn a corner as well. Yeah, I think West Ham for me are a keep an eye on team at the moment just because they've got that Tottenham match next. But I can definitely see Emerson at least coming into my team, possibly for one of my uh, United defenders, actually. That could be quite... Uh, but then you blank in 28 as well. I'll have to think about it. But yeah, Emerson's on my radar, um, probably more so than Bowen. I'm, I'm not tempted by Bowen at the moment. I thought Antonio, no, Antonio didn't look bad against Chelsea. I, again, I wouldn't be advocating to bring him in, but I think he's probably on my watch list as well at the moment. The issue is we've got Skamaka just coming back from injury as well, so there's rotation risks there. Um, and the other thing to mention as well is Paqueta getting injured. Uh, he could be missing for a few weeks as well. So that will probably change uh, exactly how well we do play because that means the return of Thomas Suchek, who's been rubbish this season, even though he had a goal disallowed. He's been so bad this season, hasn't he? Um, cool. Next week then is game week 24. Some really tough games. Uh What's your team looking like and what are you excited by? What are you worried about? So current 11 looks something like Kepper in goal, but back three of Shaw, Trippier and Lewis. Midfield four of Martinelli, Rashford, De Bruyne and Erdegaard. Front three of Nketiah, Kane and Haaland. Um, really, I do want to try and get Martinelli out and sack her in, but I don't have the money in the bank to do that. So I'd have to take a minus four. So I'm really debating, do I just hold that off another week and hope that Martinelli gets something against Villa? Um, because, I mean, I really need to be using my transfers wisely when it comes to the blanks coming up. So I'm kind of thinking I just hold and roll with it at the moment unless something changes between now and then. Obviously, uh, the game on Wednesday night will uh, have a big determination on what we do if there's any injuries coming out of that. So that's roughly what I'm going with. I'm thinking at the moment, I'm just going to roll with what I've got. What about you? Yeah, so I'm not sure if I should roll or not, because I'm looking at my team. I'm not not super happy with it, but I've got one transfer out of the bank. At the moment, I'm set up with Kepper, then Trippier, White, Shaw, and Lewis, then Saka, Rashford, KDB, Odegaard, then Darwin, and Haaland's up top. Now, I've got Martinez, Mitrovic, and Andreas on the bench, Probably playing Brighton away. That's a very tough game. My thinking is it could be nice to get Martinez out and look to bring in, I guess, better shave for, for Chelsea, just because that is a player that I know I'll have and I know I'll be starting uh, for the next four or five weeks or so. So I think that could be a really good long-term move. And I may bench Trippier for the Liverpool game just because I'm a Liverpool fan. I need to... I, I need to have belief. It's not an FPL thing. It's just I bench players against Liverpool. You're doing it again, Tom. Do I need to <laughs> I remind you of Kepa? I, I'm sticking to it. It's going to. I I'm fairly happy to accept it's going to affect my FPL rank negatively because Trippier will probably haul. When Newcastle win one nil thanks to a Kieran Trippier free kick that he whips in the top corner, you're going to hate yourself for two reasons. One because you've lost one nil. And two, because you've done it again. Three, because I'll have started Darwin Nunez over. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm a sucker for punishment. I think No, I you're not a sucker for punishment. You're just a fucking idiot. <laughs> All of the above can be true. Um, I, 
I may be a bit on the fence for it, but we'll wait and see. Either way, though, I really do like that Chelsea centre-back, so I'll probably be bringing him in uh, for Martinez, I think is my logical move. Uh, Man U don't really have any great doubles. I think that's a sensible option. They're playing Leicester. I don't see a clean sheet there either. Because of your boy. My boy. I would love to bring Ian Nacho in. Um, but Leicester fixtures are so bad. I'd love to bring James Madison in as well. On my wild card, there are two players I will strongly be considering, assuming they continue to get the run of games, because they're playing brilliantly at the moment. Mitrovic to Ian Nacho does sound quite fun, but their fixtures are just rubbish. Um, so I, I may do that anyway, just for fun. But I mean, always... if, you, if you're going to bench Trippier, you obviously don't care that much, so you might as well just get Ian Nacho in. I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> uh, let's make fantasy fun again. And I, I, Agreed. I, can, I can see myself doing it. You brought Vekost in, so I, I feel like I owe you one for that. So All aboard the banter bus. There, there's a good chance Ian Nacho does come in because he's a brilliant player and I love him. Excellent. So that's all we've got time for in today's episode. You can catch us on Twitter as usual. Come and join the party at Big at the Back. Yeah, you can find me at Higgins92, Tommy's at TomManum92. Uh, don't forget, if you are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment if you're so inclined. Uh, call Tom an idiot for thinking about benching Trippier this weekend. All that good stuff. Uh, and also, you can find us on all your regular podcast platforms as well. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, get involved with the chat. Um, have a good weekend, guys, and good luck. Speed.